Hello and welcome to the first episode of Matchday Northwest podcast, where we will be focusing on Preston North End, Blackpool, and Fleetwood. I'm Josh Dawson. Work and I will be your host today. Welcome to our regular guests, Rob Jones, Blackpool supporter and writer at Matchday, and welcome to EFL Encyclopedia, Lewis Walsh. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So we'll be starting off with Sunderland and Fleetwood Town, who drew 1-1 last night. It was a heartbreaking result for playoff chasing Fleetwood Town at the Stadium of Light. On paper, it looks like a great result for them, an away point with fourth place Sunderland. Um, however, they took the lead through Barry Mackay in the fifth minute, but conceded a late goal in the 97th minute to Max Power. What did you make of it, Lewis? Um, as I think you've touched on it yourself, really. It was a heartbreaking result for Fleetwood. Um, you know, not only to concede late on, but to concede that deep into Addy's own time. It's just... It's just... I don't know, really, but as you say, it's on paper, it's a good result for Fleetwood. Um, and in a way, it's a good result for Sunderland as well, <laughs> as well rather. Um, you know, both teams on good runs of form. Uh, both teams looking to get into the playoffs um, and yeah it's just really I'd say it's an alright result if you take away the fact that they conceded so late well, Nine games unbeaten for Fleetwood uh, one defeat in 15 league games what do you think Fleetwood's chances of making the playoffs are Rob? Uh, I think Fleetwood have got quite a good chance now to be fair um, I would have said earlier on in the season I would have said uh, they probably would have been looking at a mid-table finish the way they were going but uh, it's been a real improvement in the last few games um, and the good thing about Fleetwood is they've, they've got goals in the team uh, with Paddy Madden, Chad Evans. Uh, you know, when a team's got a chance of scoring, obviously they can always win games and push up the table. Well, yeah, they've got Evans, uh, Dempsey all out injured at the moment, uh, due back to return this weekend, Chad Evans. So we're even game in hand at the moment on the likes of um, Wickham. So a three points could push them back into the playoff spot. Fleetwood sitting seventh at the moment. So Fleetwood faced Tranmere on Saturday, who won last night. And Barton sees it as a tough game on a tough pitch with Tranmere fighting uh, for survival. Uh, Fleetwood will come up against former Fleetwood Town manager Mickey Mellon and goalkeeper Scott Davis. Uh, what do you think of the chances? I I think that's got uh, Fleetwood in, uh, written all over it. Um, Tranmere, okay, they did get that win against Shrewsbury last night, but they've not been fantastic this season. And I just feel that uh, Fleetwood's superiority will just show in that game. Obviously, they do have the issue of the pitch at Tranmere to contend with, but I think Fleetwood will have a good enough squad to cope with it. They've got a tough run of fixtures ahead. They've got Ipswich, who are out of form at the moment. Again, fellow promotion rivals, though. At local rivals, Blackpool, uh, Saturday 7th of March, I think. Well, we've got the League for, League One form table below. Uh, Fleetwood sit second in it on 16 points in the last six games, level with Coventry. Ipswich, who obviously they play on uh, Tuesday, only have got four points in their last six games. Uh, what do you make of that, Rob? Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think it gives Fleetwood quite a good chance in in the game. To be fair, um, I would have had Fleetwood early, not Fleetwood Ipswich early on in the season as being um, definitely uh, you know g- going to go up uh, autom- in the automatic places, um, but they've really fell off in the past few weeks. So I'd say in the form Fleetwood are in, it gives Fleetwood a really good chance of getting all three points. So we're going to move on to your team, Blackpool. Um, who, in the form table themselves, four points in their last six games as well. 
Obviously, they overcame Bolton last night, two goals to one, through a late goal from Dewsbury Hall to move up to 14th in the League One table. Um, they face Ipswich next, Fleetwood the week after. You went to the game. What did you make of the result? Uh, I thought it was obviously a good result for Poole. Um, with it being uh, before that game, we'd only won one of our last 14 matches. Um, so it was a big win, although we don't have a lot to play for, that must be said. Um, I thought the football in the recent weeks has improved a lot um, with David Dunn in caretaker uh, charge of the club. Um, I'm not sure whether that is because of what David Dunn is, uh, his coaching style and what he's telling the players to do, or whether it's just because of our two young midfielders uh, that we've got on loan, uh, Keenan Dewsbury Hall and Connor Ronan, um, you know, being playmakers in the centre of the park and passing it around and playing good football for the side. Anything to add, Lewis? Yeah, um, I think a win like that will add to David Dunn's credentials in terms of getting the job full-time. Um, obviously, with Blackpool not really having much to play for this season at this point, like obviously they're not going to trouble the playoffs and they're not going to be anywhere near relegation either. They're just going to reach that solid mid-table finish, I think. So, without having that pressure, I think Blackpool will probably give David Dunn till the end of the season and then go from there in terms of appointing a new manager. And I think as well, what with him probably wanting Ian Everett at Barrow, obviously he won't leave given the job he's doing there. Uh, they'll see how David Dunn do, uh, does. Um, if he's done well, give him the job. If not, go all out for Ian Everett. Yeah, obviously touching upon David Dunn, not being the permanent manager at the moment, Rob, have you got... An ideal appointment? Is there anyone specific you'd like? Well, it was mentioned last night, um, I think I saw on um, Sky Sports, that uh, Carl Robinson from Oxford, uh, Blackpool have actually made an official approach for him. Um, I think Oxford did actually uh, decline it um, last night, later on. Um, but I, w- I would love to have him in charge of Blackpool, um, mainly just because of the style of football, because this season, uh, under Simon Grayson, it must be said, the football hasn't been the best um, and I went to um, Oxford away watching Blackpool and uh, the way they passed it around the possession style football was really good to watch so I'd love to see that at Blackpool I suppose the only thing is though do you think he would be interested in the job yeah doing really well at the I moment mean, chasing Fleetwood well, chasing the, the playoffs that's the thing they're, they're just outside the playoffs um, we're 14th with nothing to play for I mean I've heard he wants to move back to the North West um, Carl Robinson but I think it'll depend on money as well, how much money we're going to give him to invest in the summer. It all depends. Well, they looked like they were back in Simon Grayson Blackpool. I mean, in January, they brought in a few players. Well, well, that, that's what I was surprised about, to be fair, because we brought in 12 players in January, obviously some of them being loan players, a lot of them. Um, but I thought to myself that if, you know, if you're going to back him that much in January, then why are you going to sack him two weeks later? Um, you know, I didn't see anything wrong with the sacking. Um the form we've been in and the football we were playing, but it didn't make any sense to back him in January and, like say, get rid of him then. So, Yeah, I mean, obviously the form, maybe if Oxford don't go up, could you see him moving to the northwest? I mean, I'd, I'd hope so. Um, I would say, I, I don't know what um, what the money's like at Oxford, what, what they would give him in the summer, but I would say Blackpool, um, despite our crowds being down this season, are actually a bigger club than Oxford. Um, so... I'll say we're a bigger a bigger draw, although we're up north. I do think Oxford have that quite a bit of money behind them, though. So it's mm. a case of 
if he gets given even more money to work with at Blackpool, then maybe. But no, I just don't see it. I think I think Blackpool fans are are unsure um, at the minute on Simon Sadler, the owner, mm. what kind of investment he's going to give um, because all the deals that we've done up to now have mm. all been either loans or undisclosed fees so we don't actually know what we're paying for players so we don't know what Simon Sadler's mm. putting in. Was it a case of him just being the best option at the time obviously after Carl Oyston? Yeah, I'd say so. I, th- I think I think the fans were just happy to get anyone in yeah, charge yeah. That, that from what he says himself Sadler um, has the club in his mm. best interest. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a fan of the club, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. Which obviously that gives him that bond with the supporters immediately. It's just a case of can he, I don't know, back the club adequately? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the, the fans the fans are obviously well well on his side. Yeah. Um, and I think I think as long as if it doesn't work out on the pitch, I don't think the fans will turn against Sadler as long as he is putting yeah a reasonable amount of investment into the club. Is there an argument that maybe you're over-relying on loan players? I mean, there's the same argument at Fleetwood Town. Obviously, Fleetwood chasing for promotion, yeah. unlike Blackpool, but Fleetwood selling Ashley Eastern. They've loaned out Ashley Hunter. Um, bringing in, obviously, um, Callum Connolly from Everton, uh, Lewis Gibson. Could you argue that they're maybe over-relying on loan players? If they do go up, there's no guarantees they're going to get them back next year. Yeah, definitely. Um I was very surprised with the um, Ashley Easton thing at Fleetwood, by the way, him leaving. I was really surprised at that. But yeah, at Poole, definitely overlying on lone players. Um, it's like, like I said, the two goal scorers last night, um, Keenan Dewsbury Hall and Connor Ronan, who have been exceptional since they came in, to be fair to them, um, are both on loans and they're going at the end of the season. And quite a lot of our players are going at the end of the season. So we're not having the best season, but even if we were, um, you know, we can't exactly push uh, for promotion next year because all these players are going to be leaving us. So I think a lot of Blackpool fans want want uh, permanent signings that you know we can really sort of get behind and you know try and push next season. What's Blackpool's selling point in the summer then for players to sign permanently? How are they going to bring them in? Do they sign loan players again? What do they say to players to sign permanently? I mean, I guess we're just going to have to get in a um, a young manager that's ambitious and can try and attract players that way. Um, you know, a manager that's a real draw. Um, and obviously try and tell the player that we're going to be at the top of League One, hopefully. Um, yeah, so hopefully we can get promoted. Well, we've got Fleetwood Blackpool in a few weeks' time. Let's start with you, Lewis. Have you got a prediction for that, then? I'm going to go with 2-0 Blackpool. Uh, not 2-0 Blackpool, 2-0 Fleetwood in that game. Um, obviously, Blackpool do look like they could have a bit of a resurgence, but I just think Fleetwood will turn out to be a much better side in that game and just show off their playoff credentials. Rob, because obviously Fleetwood have got a really poor record against Blackpool. What do you think? I mean, I wouldn't back against Blackpool. Um, just because some of the players um, on our day are are good players um, and can compete with the Fleetwood with the Fleetwood players, such as Armand Angelay, if he's back, hopefully, from his hamstring injury. Uh, he's got 18 goals this season, which is, you know, is good. Um I would, I wouldn't back against Blackpool, but um, I'd probably say draw. Mm-hmm. I'd say draw. Chris Maxwell going up against his former club as well, so that'll certainly be interesting to see the fans' reaction there. Yeah, I, I think Maxwell's done well since he came into the club. To be fair, I think he um, commands his area well. I think he's definitely good um, at playing it out from the back, which is you know what what I think every club wants to see him. Um, 
yeah, I, I, th- I think it's done well. Um, I'm surprised it didn't work out for McFleetwood, to be fair. He's certainly done the rounds. I mean, he, he had a big opportunity, didn't he, Maxwell, when he left Fleetwood? He's, he was an inconsistent goalkeeper, I think. As a Fleetwood fan, I was never his biggest fan. Mm. I mean, um, we haven't seen that. We haven't seen that inconsistency yet, but obviously I've heard from um, Fleetwood and obviously Peony as well. He obviously couldn't make it there either. So it was, His distribution was good, but mm. you said commands your area. I think that's one of his weaknesses, right. to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously... You've lacked that at Blackpool in recent times, so yeah. I don't know whether that's a contributing factor that it was that poor that you think that's a strength of Maxwell's. Yeah. Yeah, but his shot stopping ability is good, but I think compared to what we've got in Alex Cairns now, he's an outstanding goalkeeper. So maybe that's obviously what we're, we've been missing ourselves. So we're going to move on to Preston now. Obviously, they lost 2-0 to leaders West Brom on Tuesday night with first-half goals from Robson Carney and Jake Livermore putting the game to bed early on. How devastating will that result be for Preston Lewis? Uh, it's, a, it's a big loss for them, don't get me like, uh, they Preston were looking at that game you know, to make a real statement of intent about whether they can go up or not. Um, and I think the, mo- the more devastating fact for Preston in that game is that West Brom outplayed them completely. You know, I'm look I'm looking at the stats uh, in terms of shots. West Brom had 20, 21 shots, Preston only managed five. So I think it could be a case of our Preston getting found out in terms of just how good this squad really is compared to the teams in and around the top six. Um, They've been on a good run of form though at the moment, Preston. They have, but it's just a case of Coming up against a top side like West Brom, could they, if they were to get promoted, I think they would need to strengthen heavily. Otherwise, you'd just see that kind of thing happening every week. So I'm in the Premier League. Yeah, they've got Fulham away next as well. QPR at home the week after. So they're not easy fixtures, but Fulham away will certainly be tough. Um, like Fulham have not been on the best one of form themselves, but as you said, it'll be a tough game for them. They've got joint top scorer in the league in Mitrovic of Fulham, so... If Preston can keep him quiet, then they could certainly get a result there. Yeah, obviously they had Daniel Fisher sent off in the 64th minute last night. Have you seen the red card? I've not yet, actually. Uh, you've seen it, Rob. Yeah, I I've know. seen it, I've seen it. What did you think on it? I mean, from the angle that we got given, it wasn't, you know, you're quite far away, so you couldn't see it properly, but it looked quite soft. I didn't look at it straight away and think, definite red card. He's got um, the ball, hasn't he? yeah. And I didn't know if his foot was that um, that his foot was that sort of lifted. Um, Let's say we thing. had VAR in the championship. Oh. For example, do you think it would have been given? I, th- I think it depends on the ref, um, obviously. But I think it could go either way, to be fair. I, I really do. I really do. He's got the ball. I do feel for him because he has got the ball. It's just mm. very, very soft, isn't it? But it's a tough one. So, Fulham away next week. Score predictions, Lewis. I'm going to say one all. one all. Rob? I was going to go for one all, but I'm not going to be that guy and go for the same score. <laughs> I'll say... I'll say... one nil Fulham. one nil Fulham. He's going Although against Although they have Preston. been in bad form, but mm. I can't say Preston are going to win. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> 
So finally, we're going to move on to AFC Failed. Uh, their game was called off last night against Notts County. Um, Lewis, you know a little bit about AFC Failed. Let's talk us through that. Well, obviously, I'm a, I'm a little bit good first of all because I was actually going to go to that. Um, but I think, if anything, it could be a bit of a relief Failed. Um, they were just coming off the off of a 5-1 loss to Dover at the weekend. Um, so I think they were all just seeing that time on the training pitch with Jim Bentley, who, don't get me wrong, is a very good manager, but for whatever reason, it's just not worked for him at Files. Um, there is quite a considerable gap opening between themselves and the, and safety now. And given that, despite the fact they do have those games in hand, I just, I just worry for them. And I think even further afield after this season, it could be a bit of a struggle for them because... Uh, the financial records from last season were released, and they've they've lost over half a million pounds. And that's even before that's after you take the million pounds that the chairman put in. So it is quite worrying for them, I'd say. I think it's really fascinating considering how they've gone from one extreme to the other, from looking like they're going to be promoted, from surging up the leagues mm. to potentially going straight back down. And yeah, it's like. Before this season, you'd look at Fylde as almost a football league club already. You know, they had the resources financially. They had a very good manager in Dave Challoner, who, um, for whatever reason, it just didn't work out for him. And even on paper, if you look at their squad, they've got a squad that should not be in the relegation zone in the slightest. OK, they've lost Danny Rowe to Oldham, but they've got the quality there to be doing much, much better than they are. But with the money that some of those players are on, it just won't be sustainable in the National League North should they go down. Is there anything you put it down to then, the poor form? Honestly, I'm not sure what what it could be. Um, There is a little bit of discontent between the chairman and the players, but it can't be down to that, surely. Manager? No, I wouldn't even say it's the manager because, you know, Jim Bentley's a good manager. He was working miracles with... Morecambe, but I do just wonder maybe actually obviously he was working with an extremely small budget at Morecambe and then with Files he was working with a much bigger budget despite the losses that they've made financially Uh, so it maybe could be a case of not being able to handle that step up in budget but I don't know really Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you, Lewis, for joining us. And thank you, Rob. We'll hopefully have these two on with us as much as we can. So this will be a weekly podcast. Hopefully you'll be able to join us next week. We also have an FPL podcast that will also be joining, that will also be being released weekly as well. So tune into that as well if you can. This has been, I've been Josh Dawson. Thank you for listening.